Um, yes, no, it's, um, it's definitely an honor, a true, a true honor and a true privilege for me to be able to um, stand here and, um, and share the word of God this morning. Um, I'm going to pray there. Lord, we just thank you. Lord, we thank you that uh, you are the God of love. Lord, that you are the God of peace. Father, we just pray that you pour out your love this morning, Lord. We pour out, you pour out your peace, Lord. And we just thank you for this time, Lord. We, we ask that you come and, and, and you speak to us through the word this morning. We give you thanks, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I was talking to God and I, um, as I was reading, I was like, God, where do I start? Where do I start with this? And he's like, at the beginning. I'm like, that's a good place. It's a good place to start. And I thought, well, where was the beginning for me? When, when, when do I actually... Um, when did I actually have that, that encounter with you uh, throughout my life? And um, I guess I can to share a little bit about, about who I am so that you understand when I, when I do open up God's word this morning and when I do share, um, it comes from and, it's, and it kind of it's drawn from those life experiences that I've kind of been through over the last X amount of years. So um, I wanted to actually start um, at a boarding school. So... I attended Wesley College boarding school not so long ago, and um, I was sent there to play rugby. That was my purpose. Where you go, here's your, your, your scholarship, go and play rugby. And um, years later, the boys that I actually, the, the whole crew that I actually played rugby alongside, they all became All Blacks. Not all of my friends, but um, most of them. Some of them actually represented their countries. So some are from different countries, and they're, and they're representing their countries. And somewhere along the way, I made some bad decisions. To the point where the school actually asked me, please don't come back. And that, that, that rejection, you know, and that, and that pain that hung around for many years, that hung around for many years, and I'd watch these boys that I, um, that I played rugby with. I'd watch them all on TV and um, I'd watch them as they make their way up through the ranks. You know, and, and, and a lot of them ended up playing and actually still playing today, still playing professional rugby. And it hurt, to be quite honest, it, it, it did hurt um, to know that I, I didn't make the most of a valuable opportunity. And it's funny because... What I did was I put all my faith and I put all my trust into what I now see as valuing a life that pleases people over valuing a life that pleases God. And when all that was gone, and I didn't know God at the time, but when all of that was gone, um, you, you, you get to that point where you kind of start questioning your purpose. You start questioning, what is the reason and so for many years um, after that, um, I, carried, I carried a lot of bitterness with me. I carried a lot of anger, and I carried a lot of rejection. And um, if I can fast forward a bit, fast forward um, to no, a few years ago, quite a few years ago, Haley and I got married. So that's where we're at now and, um, in the story. And, and at, at the time um, Camden was born, so Camden's 13 now, 
And it's funny because when I look back, I know that God knew how to find me. God knew how to find me. And, you know, he knew how to speak to me. And when I look at it amongst all my mess, he knew exactly how to talk to me. And I remember, I remember praying to God one night, and I still remember this um, quite clearly. And I said to God, you know what, God, there's some things that I'm involved in. There's some, some things that are, that are not good things. And, you know, it, it's kind of, it's leading my family down a, a not-so-good life. And, you know, I remember, I remember my wife actually saying to me, hey, if you're going to take that path, we're not coming. And so I said, you know, ultimately I said to God, you know, this is an issue, Lord. You know, can you provide me a way out? I remember that. God, can you give me an alternative? Can you provide me a way out? And the next morning, I get a phone call. The very next morning, I get a phone call. And the guy says, is this Fetu? And I said, yep, Fetu speaking. And he said, hi, um, I'm just ringing you to let you know that um, your, your, your work truck has been repainted and um, it's ready for you to pick up. Um, I didn't have a job. I actually had, had, had rung him earlier. And so I was a little bit confused. And he says, um, you know, we've, um, we didn't have time. We didn't have time to, um, to, to, to give you what you needed for the tools to do your job. Here's a $4,000 tool allowance. And I'm waiting. I'm thinking, oh, this, I think this guy might have the wrong guy. And so I continued on with the conversation. And he said, look, on your way through to pick up your work truck, why don't you call into, a, um, call into the shell that was shell at the time. Call in, grab a fuel card, um, and I'll meet you down here. And I thought to myself, hmm, that's interesting. You know, he actually said, can you start on Monday? And I thought, yeah, that's good. And I think, this doesn't, this doesn't actually make sense to me. I don't know what's going on here. But I remember an overwhelming feeling, and I'd like to describe it as peace. I'd like to describe it as love, but I can't actually tell you what that, what that felt like. And so it became a bit of a journey from there. And, and, and what I'm so grateful for to this day is that God sent amazing people to surround us and help us on our journey. And so I'm, I'm, I'm eternally grateful for those friends that continue to surround us and who have been surrounding us throughout our, throughout our journey. And so we looked at, Haley and I had a conversation. And we said, okay, hey, what, what are we going to do here? You know, um, we had the conversation and said, okay, we're not going to worry about what our friends think. We're not even going to worry about what our family think, think to an extent. We're not even going to worry about what everybody else says. You know what? As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And that's a verse that we've held above our family, we've held above our, above our home um, from the beginning of our journey with God. So the word I'm going to, um, the word I'm going to share this morning actually comes from, a, comes from a personal passion of mine. It comes from a personal, um, yeah, I enjoy fishing and I enjoy and I enjoy diving. But in particular, I enjoy fishing. And so um, my father-in-law's not here today, 
But um, him and I like to go fishing a lot. We go fishing a lot. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty particular about how I fish. And so, you know, we get into the boat and, and I make sure everything's all good. I'll make sure the, the burley is, is, is in the right position. And then I'll, um, I'll make sure I've got the correct amount of lead on my, on my um, fishing rod so that it's for the conditions. And I'll make sure that when I cast it out, it's just to the side of the burley trail. And, it's, and I'm just waiting there in, in anticipation, just playing with my rod, controlling it, waiting for that fish to strike so that I can pull one in. So that's my style. And then I kind of look over at John. And he's kind of just chucks any random bait on his, on his hook, throws it out randomly, sticks it in the rod holder, and then sits down and just can't, continues having a conversation. I'm kind of like, okay. Yep, I, I, I guess he's just waiting for the fish to come and swallow the whole hook and um, just wind it in. And so I thought, well, what, how can I share this morning, God? What can I share about? And so um, it brings me to a, to a fisherman in the Bible. A fisherman in the Bible named Simon, also known as Peter. So we're going to call him Simon Peter today. And he has two different fishing stories in the Bible. I found this quite interesting as well, is that you know, if, I'd, if I were him, those two fishing stories, I'd be hoping that they'd be good stories. But both of those stories, he actually comes up empty-handed in his own strength. But um, I'm just going to read from um, Luke 5, actually. Luke 5. I don't have a, a fancy PowerPoint, so we're going to go old school. And if you've got your Bible, Luke 5 is where we're going to be reading from. Now it occurred that while the people pressed, in, pressed upon Jesus to hear the message of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the Sea of Galilee, and now we see, and he saw two boats drawn up by the lake. But the fishermen had gone down from them, and they were washing their nets. And getting into one of the boats that belonged to Simon Peter, he requested him to draw away a little from shore. Then he sat down, and he continued to teach the crowd from that boat. I'm going to carry on. When he had stopped speaking, when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon Peter, put out into the deeper water and lower your nets for a haul. And Simon Peter answered, Master, we've toiled all night and caught nothing. But on the ground of your word, I will lower the nets. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish. And as their nets were at the point of breaking, they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and take hold with them. And they came and they filled their boats so that they began to sink. And so that's where I want to go this morning. Simon Peter and Andrew, I guess, go back. The title, if there was a title for today's message, is to step out. Wherever you are, step out wherever you are. And Simon, Peter, and Andrew are cleaning their nets. After a long night fishing, the Bible tells us that they toiled all night and they caught nothing. I'd imagine that they're tired, I'd imagine they're hungry, and I'd imagine they're eager for some rest. 
And as they're working away, they hear Jesus speaking to the crowds. Jesus sees the boats, and he steps into Simon Peter's boat. And then he asks Simon Peter to draw out a little from shore. I don't know if you've ever cleaned fishing nets, but um, I've cleaned a few fishing nets in my time, and it's, it's a very meticulous job. And from my experience, if you leave them too long, if you, if you leave the nets too long, the seaweed dries on them, or the rubbish, or, or whatever dries on them, then it becomes a, a near impossible task trying to, trying to pull it all off, trying to clean them when they're dirty. And so Jesus asked Simon Peter, draw out a little from shore. And so I'd kind of imagine Simon Peter probably thinking, Jesus, I'm tired. I'm hungry. We got things to do. But Simon Peter, probably remembering just in, in, in Luke 4, 38, we've got to remember that Jesus healed his mother-in-law. So he's probably like, okay, Jesus, I'm not going to go there with the mother-in-law jokes. He said, you're all right, Jesus. Jump in my boat and let's push out a little from shore. And Simon Peter has heard. He's heard the word of God. He's seen it. And he's even experienced it. But at that point, I'm not sure if he knows who Jesus is. And, and, and I guess if, as we're doing our usual um, daily business, as we're just, just doing life, as we're just doing life, we've heard the word. We've heard the word. We've heard it in, in, in many different forms, in one form or another. We've heard the word of Jesus. You know, some of us may just be like Simon Peter who have even experienced Jesus in some form. But do we actually know Jesus? And so those are some of, the, some of the thoughts that I was having. And we know that Simon Peter also has drawn out a little with Jesus. And he's listening to him speaking. But he's also probably looking back. He's probably looking back at Andrew working. He's probably still looking back at the crowds even. And he's probably thinking, come on, Jesus, let's wind this up. Let's wind this up so I can finish what I've started and so we can go home. I guess we could be at that point sometimes of, of, of getting to know who Jesus is, where he's kind of stepped into your situation, where he stepped into my situation, stepped into our situation, and asked us to draw, away, to draw away with him. He stepped into our boat. Draw away with me. Draw away a little from the crowds. You could call that a comfortable space. It's not too deep here, you know. I can actually still see the bottom. But Jesus is actually sitting in my boat. But you know what? I can actually still see the crowds. I can still see the crowds from where I am. I can still see the world from where I am. And you know what? If I need to, I can just hop out. I can just hop out and join the crowds again, maybe. The very next part of the verse explains when Jesus finishes speaking to Simon Peter, it's at that point that he actually asks, he says to put out, put out into deeper water and let down your nets. Now as a fisherman, Simon Peter, I can imagine, is trying to make some sense of the situation. And I would have been thinking personally, 
seriously, Jesus? You know, I, I just told you. We've been out all night. We've been fishing all night. We've caught nothing. Why would we go back out again? What you've got to understand is the style of fishing for the sea is best done at night. So when the fish all come up to the surface to feed, that happens at night time. And Jesus is here in the daytime and he's saying, come on guys, let's go back out fishing. But the fish are all at the bottom. And it's impossible to catch fish during the daytime. I can imagine Simon Peter, he owns his own boat. He, he's, he's a fisherman. He's probably thinking, you know, this, this isn't going to work, Lord. I mean, well, at that time it was Jesus. This isn't going to work. I mean, I'm a fisherman. I know the sea. I've fished it my whole life. I mean, aren't you a carpenter? But, okay. And you know what? That's not what he says. That's not what he says. He says this. He says, Master, we've toiled all night and caught nothing. But at the ground of your word, I will do as you say and let the nets down again. At that point, I'm thinking, I can only imagine the conversation. He actually had to go back to Andrew and say, bro, um, we're going to have to chuck the nets back in the boat. Jesus wants us to go back out again and um, let, the nets, let, let the nets down again. I know, it's th- I know it's daytime, but I could imagine that would have been a very um, uncomfortable conversation having with Andrew after Andrew's been cleaning the nets for so long. But for Simon Peter to push out into deeper waters against everything that Simon Peter knew, he pushed out. And I think we've got to remember that Simon Peter isn't he isn't a he isn't a pushover. He's he's kind of he's the same guy that that pretty much cut off the um, high priest servant's ear. So Peter Peter knows, and he stands up for himself. So I found that quite interesting, and I can imagine Simon Peter's mates at the time as he's heading out, saying, "Bro, what are you thinking? What are you doing, Peter? You know you're not going to catch nothing. We don't catch anything in the daytime here. You're wasting your time." And I guess for me, it's a picture of our obedience to God's calling. When it doesn't make sense to us, when it doesn't make sense to me, against everything that we know, when we make a decision to push out into deeper waters with Jesus, at some point it may require us to lose sight of the crowds. It may even require us to lose sight of some friends. It may require us to lose sight of the worldly influence. And I guess you may even quickly realize that, hey, when we're out here, it's not so comfortable. I can't see the bottom anymore. But hang on. If I read again, he says he calls Jesus master at that point. And so he's heard the word. He's sat in the shallow waters with Jesus. And he's continued to hear the word of God. You could say that Simon Peter has built relationship with Jesus that has allowed him to understand who Jesus is. 
And that's exactly what Jesus wants of us. And I think when we're working or when we're hanging amongst our friends or hanging amongst our family, that's what he wants. Okay, yep, yeah, we could be in that, that situation. We could be in shallow water at this time. We could be at shallow water and Jesus, he's just stepped into our boat. He wants to grow a de- deeper relationship with us from exactly where you are right now, from exactly where we are right now against everything that we know or even, like I said, what our friends know and what our family know. Against all that, Jesus will bless us abundantly. I just want to follow along in the verse. And when they let down their nets, they caught a great number of fish. And their nets were breaking. So they signaled to their partners to come and help. They filled both boats that the boats began to sink. In order, to, in order for Peter to receive the miracle, he had to push out into deeper water. He had to push out away from shore against all that he knew and trust in God. I guess when I think about it, we, um, we, we had the, the West Auckland... Um, leadership team, if you like, come up and, and, and spend the weekend with us. And, and that, was, that was amazing, you know, just for them to come up and, and, and pour out God's love on, on, on the youth of, a, of this community, of a group of um, leaders. And we went to the beach one day, which was a Saturday, I think it was a Saturday, and we took the paddle boards in. Um, Wayadia, who is our second youngest, she went for a swim. And I was watching her, and she's kind of, I'm kind of out a little bit in the deep, and she's kind of running in. And she runs until she's about up to her knees, and then she turns around and she runs back to shore. And then I'm like, come out. And she, she runs in, and she gets to about her, her waist, and then she turns around and then she runs out again. And so I'm just standing there waiting for her to come out, and then she runs out, and then a little bit of a wave comes. And so she's got to make a decision right there. Do I just step out so Dad can catch me? Or do I turn around and make a, make a run for sure? And so I was looking at her face at that point and just seeing, what's she going to do here? I'm not going to go right in and save her. I'm going to see what she's, what she's going to do. And so she kind of took a bit of a step out to, to, um, to get me. But what she didn't know, if she had a stepped out, if she had landed on her own, she... Probably would have been under, but I was there to catch her. And um, I think at that point, it reminded me of Jesus in our life. And many times, yeah, many times we've all kind of ran out and unsure. Maybe I'm just talking about myself, turned it back and had a little rest at shore. And I think if Waiadia, when she was running out to me, I think she had that little bit of a moment of, do I trust Dad to catch me? 
And if she didn't know who I was, I'm not so sure that she would have taken that step out for me to catch her. And I guess when I think about that, is that that's the relationship that Jesus wants with us. He wants us to trust and rely on him. He wants us to trust and rely on his word. And so, at some point, at some point, when we're willing to grow a deeper relationship with Jesus, leaving those things behind, if you like, trusting in him, he will take care of you. He will take care of us. He will take care of us beyond what we could possibly imagine. I bet Peter never imagined that God would, um, would bless him abundantly. And you know what? God will speak to you, as I know from personal experience. That, that miracle that's, that, that spoke to Peter that day, that spoke to Peter. That's how Jesus spoke to Peter. It may not have made sense to someone who's not a fisherman. Someone who's, who's not a fisherman would may not have received that, that communication with, with Jesus the way Peter did. And so that, that relationship, God will speak to you the way that he knows best. And so I love, more than anything, the part that James and John come to support Peter. And Jesus will send us people to support us. He will send you people to support you. Just like James and John. Friends who will, and James, exactly like James and John, friends who will drop everything to walk with you alongside Jesus. James and John, the Bible tells us that they left what they were doing. They left their lives and they followed Jesus. And I guess as I come in to land, as Pastor Tuck would say, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you are in life. Jesus will meet you there. Jesus will meet you exactly where you are. Whether we, we could be hearing from Jesus from the comfort of our, of our workplace. We could be hearing from Jesus from the, from the comfort of our, of our social lives. We could even be sitting in the boat with Jesus, contemplating, going back to shore, or heading out into the deeper waters. And I believe if that's the point that you're at, Jesus is saying, I got something for you. I got a miracle for you. All you need to do is stop looking back to shore. Get to know who I am and trust. Trust that John 10.10 10 is for you. God came that you may have life and life to the fullest. I'm going to leave it there. Lord, we just thank you.
we just thank you, Lord, that um, you knew us before we were born. Lord, that uh, you know every hair on our head. Father, that you have a plan and you have a purpose for our lives. Lord, we thank you that you are the comforter. When we're in tough times, Lord, even when we're in good times, Lord, you don't leave us nor forsake us. And you are right there with us, Lord. Father, we thank you for your goodness. And we thank you that you are the creator. And that your plan and your purpose for our lives is eternity. So, Father, we just um, we thank you for, for the opportunities that you present to us every day. Father, we, we ask that uh, if we are to make that step, Lord, that you give us that sense of comfort, Lord, to know that you are a trustworthy God. Father, we thank you again that you are love and that you are peace. In Jesus' name, amen.